Hey, beautiful angels, and welcome back to the Wholesome Waking Podcast with your host, Violetta. Today, I have a beautiful episode for you with the lovely Jasmine. She shared her entire journey and story, how she gained weight, and also how she recovered from her eating disorder, how everything went for her, and also how her parents family and friends and also how her body image changed throughout the entire journey so without further ado let's jump straight into the beautiful episode have fun listening to it so i'm sitting here with the beautiful jasmine in bali in her bedroom right now and i'm so excited to be to have to be having her on the podcast and i would love for you to like tell my audience who you are and why you're actually here <laughs> thanks so much i'm very honored to be on your podcast today um so i'm jasmine i am a self-love coach for women and i help women reprogram their mind for success to embody self-love regain their self-worth esteem all that stuff and i was a youtuber but i <laughs> quit now so i've left that um, to pursue more coaching and I'm here mm -hmm. in Bali because it's a wonderful place to be as it you know is. so it's been a year and it's been great yeah <laughs> and you know what like funnily enough I had discovered your podcast I think a few months ago maybe like half a year ago and I had no idea that you were even in Bali or like I didn't know who you were I just like were listening to your podcast and only afterwards I met you and I was like wait yeah like the voice is like so I just recognized the voice and I was like I think I know who that is and I went back to the podcast and I saw your name I'm like oh my god that's actually you so like I didn't even like look up your Instagram or your YouTube or whatever so I never had like an image like who that was and I was like that's so funny because wow. yeah I loved your podcast and do you want to like tell the audience like what your podcast was all, or, like still is about because that's how I discovered you oh thank you yeah that's amazing like synchronicity yeah I know <laughs> so yeah my podcast is about well just talking about different topics that I'm passionate about like mm -hmm. things related to self-love and healing yeah. mental health manifestation that's mm -hmm. something I'm, I'm very passionate about so yeah. all things related to that And I think also a big topic, or at least the ones that I was listening to, were also on the topic of weight gain, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's how I had discovered it because I was like literally typing into podcasts like weight gain because I wanted to see like what other people are talking about, like what kind of sorts of content am I gonna putting out on that topic, and that's how I had discovered you. And I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. And like I think I also had listened to your journey. Um, obviously I know your journey, but my audience doesn't, so I would also really love to hear that. We're probably gonna jump in that a little bit later. But um, yeah, what made you actually start your own podcast? And like, how did you get into all the topic of self-love and manifestation yeah so I started my YouTube channel first like it mm -hmm. begins with that um, a few like four years ago and then I just discovered my love for just talking about things I'm passionate about like self-love things I've struggled through with myself mm -hmm. to help other women overcome them so I was making lots of videos and then it was the end of 2018 when like podcasts starting to mm -hmm. become a thing like yeah. it was more popular and I listened to lots and so I just received this intuitive download like mm -hmm. why not do a podcast of your own Jasmine mm -hmm. you can talk about more topics not just make videos yeah. and then it was just like this wow like I could keep recording podcasts forever like yeah, the first time too. I did it yeah, yeah. it's like just discovered this whole new passion and so mm -hmm. I did it for about it was about six months mm -hmm. at first of frequent podcasting and then I actually took a break for mm -hmm. like another six months because okay, wow. I experienced yeah. depression mm -hmm. so that was an interesting part of my journey but then I came back in 2020 and it's mm -hmm. now just something I do a lot <laughs> yeah of course of course um how do you think or like why exactly did you like develop a more lower time if of your life And how did you like get basically also like in your darker times, if you don't mind sharing, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
I experienced depression after my solo traveling in Asia, and mm-hmm. I know you've done some travels there mm-hmm. as well. We've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I think it was one thing was I know I carried it from my mum because we carry things from our ancestors mm-hmm. like through our DNA, but also I was quite lonely on my solo travels and like Mm -hmm. the big lesson for me there was to prioritize relationships Mm -hmm. I had this belief before that I had to do life alone Mm -hmm. so then I just went everywhere alone I didn't really engage with anyone during like four months and so Mm -hmm. it led to loneliness and then some depression and then I did therapy like that helps Mm -hmm. me get out of it and just time really I think time heals being with family back home oh yeah for sure and then yeah I got the spark back with traveling after mm-hmm. a few months and traveling helped heal it again as well mm-hmm. so. did you like have a different travel approach after like you were already back home and then you traveled again oh yeah yeah, yeah so you can probably predict I started staying in hostels <laughs> afterwards and oh before that you didn't no that's oh, okay. why I okay, wow. felt yeah. lonely so hostels yeah. and tour groups I just did as mm-hmm. try to meet as many people as I can on my yeah. travels yeah. yeah yeah that's funny though because when I started traveling I was like traveling for 11 months non-stop and I was like staying only in hostels but I think only for the reason because I had like no money or like I was traveling on a budget and also like obviously to meet people but even though I was doing that I still felt lonely a lot of the times because like either you can like sometimes not connect to the people or even like if you connect to people you know they're gonna leave or like your paths are not gonna be like the same for like the next few months because everyone has like different travel plans so I think even though like you said you felt and you didn't feel lonely anymore like I still had these moments where I was like it's like not actually like true friends you know what I mean it's like obviously people that I'm meeting along my journey and it's nice to like share moments and like some time together but I also know that like next month I won't see them again and that was really hard for me so I struggled with that a lot like seeing people and then like always detaching with, from them again yeah that was hard for me yeah and I did that for like almost a year so you can imagine like wow. without like having close friends or family around it's like oh it's annoying for yeah, yeah for such a long time um yeah so it's like really good that you found like a different approach for yourself and like that makes you feel better um when exactly did you start your podcast was it like along your travels or was it when you like settled down my podcast i started before my travels in mm-hmm. 2018 so quite a while ago oh wow well, yeah it is. um yeah and then i just continued to do it when i traveled as well mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah would you mind jumping a few years back and starting to talk about your weight gain or like in general your body image and your also your obviously your mental health journey from like the past few years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be like a very big jump back, right? Yeah, yeah well, the yeah. eating disorder in a nutshell, mm-hmm. um, I experienced my first eating disorder when mm-hmm. I was about 16, which I think is quite common in like mm-hmm. teenage years when you start being aware of like, oh, my body looks this way yeah, and high school time. identity, yeah, all of that. Yeah. So it started around there um, and then I, it was mainly like restricting because mm-hmm. my identity and my sense of worth came from my looks, my appearance. Mm-hmm. And at school, I was being told I was quote unquote Miss Perfect. So I felt like I had to keep that image on. Mm-hmm. And I got praised for my looks as well. And so I, it was like this obsession. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, if I'm not praised, if, if I don't look this way, then I will be nothing. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to be nothing. That's yeah, painful. So I turned to food. Yeah. That was something I could control. I had mm-hmm. this need for control. Then it was led to restricting for years, which was anorexia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my weight gain journey started. Like my real... So mentally, I started healing 
mentally first. That mm-hmm. began in late 2018. Mm-hmm. Mid-2018 or so, I started like getting into self-development. I had a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. when I was 20. So I read books and self-love. Yeah. I really started yeah. to get into it, heal mentally. Yeah. And then 2019, I went solo traveling. And when you travel, you don't really have all that much control over your food so Mm, it was a blessing in disguise for me and it was like real practice Mm -hmm. like for me to not control what oils were in the food and all these things I was obsessing about Mm -hmm. um but yeah so since when you travel there's all different sorts of food and I started to not be so strict with routine and just things like that I started Mm -hmm. to gain weight all throughout 2019 and I gained about I don't even know but a lot Okay, so yeah, in 2019, I gained a lot of weight I could physically see, but it was what my body needed to heal Mm -hmm. from years of restricting and being Mm -hmm. really underweight. And it was scary. Like, Mm -hmm. as you may know, it's like, can be scary because in society, Mm. weight gain doesn't have a positive connotation, even if it's good for you and your body needs it. Yeah, Yeah, it it doesn't, it just sounds negative, even though it's not. So in 2019, that happened. And 2020, I would say, was the year where my body found its healthy balance. Like, it just Mm -hmm. balanced out itself. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling more healthy than ever. So Mm -hmm. that was a few, yeah, many years of healing (laughs) to get to where I am now. Thank you for sharing. Um, if we go back to like the age of 16 where you said you like developed the first time where you were like restricting yourself or like controlling or trying to control food. Um, you said also like the people were telling you you were perfect, that you were like either not too skinny or like not fat or whatever. How did you f- see your body before people ever told you how you were? Like how did you think that you were great too? Did you think you were too skinny or how did you perceive your own body back then? Yeah, that's such a great question, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. before you were told things. Exactly. I had no issue with it at all, mm-hmm. probably like most people. You only really start caring when you hear opinions mm-hmm. and things from people. Yeah. I was always healthy and mm-hmm. good in terms of my health yeah. and had no issue with it until people started saying things and I mm-hmm. started to get my sense of worth from yeah. my body. Yeah. So. It's also so interesting because like people could think that because they're telling you that you're perfect that you would just like continue the way you were doing because that would like led you to having this body. Um, like when you start restricting, did your body also like slim down or were you like just staying on at the same shape or how did that affect you? Yeah, so I became really, really quite underweight within mm-hmm. like two years or so, like mm-hmm. to a point where my mum wanted to take me to the hospital Mm -hmm. and I didn't even see it at the time looking back at photos Mm, now I see oh my goodness Jasmine I just have so much compassion for her Mm -hmm. but at the time I was body dysmorphia I didn't think I still feel actually like I had quote-unquote fat on me and I had to like be even thinner and that's that was just such a toxic mindset Mm -hmm. and but that's what happens when you get into like Mm -hmm. that kind of mindset so yeah why did people tell you like once you started losing weight like other than your family like your friends or like just people at school did they notice or like what did they say yeah my family noticed Mm -hmm. but they also know that I'm on the sensitive side, so they mm-hmm. didn't mention it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was naive to it as well. I just didn't want to talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. So they didn't tell me every single day like or confront me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. 
they knew it was a journey I had to go through. Okay, wow, that's really tough from them, but also good, yeah. I guess, because sometimes like pressure from the outside can like make things even worse, because yeah. then you probably close up, you don't even like, I mean, you didn't talk about it much anyway, but like it can be like worse in the situation for sure. Yeah. Um, so what about your friends or like people at school? That's interesting, you know, because mm-hmm. when I was really struggling with anorexia, this was after I graduated from high school mm-hmm. and and I quit uni as well because oh, I was wow. pursuing YouTube. Yeah. And oh, yeah, right. You told me yeah. that story. Yeah. And that's when, when you experience anorexia, you, your social life suffers as well. So I mm-hmm. didn't have any friends, honestly. Yeah. I was just at home all the time controlling my food, what mm-hmm. I ate, just obsessed and that's what it was yeah. you lose your social life yeah that's yeah. that would have been my next question yeah, yeah. How, how did it affect your social life because yeah. that's something that I've heard from like all my friends so far as well who like had struggles with that too um well I'm glad that you have your social like social yeah. life back now <laughs> <laughs> and then we are able to sit here and yeah. talk about it. it's also so beautiful that you're opening up about it by the way like a lot of like women who go through that journey they're like still pretty vulnerable in that topic and they're like not able to speak speak about it um I would also like to ask you if you remember, of course, like how exactly were you basically tracking or controlling your food? Like what were your tools that you were using and how exactly were you like perceiving that? Yeah, so thinking back to the time, I was using like these apps to track like to the tablespoon, to the gram Mm -hmm. of the food I was eating. I was just not free at all, just being controlled by food. Mm -hmm. So apps, I would weigh myself 10 times a day. Mm and it's scary looking back yeah and it's also like so in imprecise like weighing yourself like so many times a day because like your weight fluctuates like also like throughout weeks and days and especially as a woman like if you have a cycle of course like your hormones are so different and like even if you didn't even change even even if you didn't eat it even if you didn't drink like your weight is not gonna be the same so that's that can be like really affecting your mental health too because it's like actually not correct what you see on the scale yeah. yeah it's also a big issue that I think a lot of women have because they see like a number and that has to be correct but it's actually not so like don't trust numbers always yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah that's so true um yeah. so how long did it like last you until you noticed that you wanted to change something and what was like the point where you noticed like okay like I don't feel good I want to like change my life change my body or change the way I'm eating yeah yeah that's also a really great question Mm -hmm. i remember it was the end of 2017 this was when my youtube channel was taking off i had grown to like a hundred thousand subscribers and so i had this i I wanted to be a positive role model to Mm -hmm. all these people and so that was part of the motivation Mm -hmm. but i remember one night towards the end of 2017 I was just lying in bed and I was self-pitying I Mm -hmm. came from that sort of background and mindset like pitying myself and I was just crying and then suddenly I like sat up from my bed and I was like you know what I've had enough like Mm -hmm. I've had enough Mm -hmm. of pitying myself of feeling bad of feeling not good enough I want to change and I just remember that so clearly and then I remembered I feel like it was all just synchronicity I also suddenly remembered this lady I had connected with on Instagram because I was running another like food account ages mm-hmm. ago and she recommended this book to me called Mastering Your Inner Mean Girl. Mm-hmm. But I never 
thought much of it until that night yeah. like a few years later after she mentioned it to yeah. me and so I just went online ordered the book mm-hmm. I started reading it and that was the beginning of change for me wow I think that book is actually on my list as well yeah, yeah. it's amazing well, I'm gonna read it soon too <laughs> yeah. um so what was like your first step um besides reading the book like what did you change first in order to like recover or feel better yeah I think it really began with mindset just the self-talk mm-hmm. that yeah. is the beginning of all I guess creating shift in your life Mm -hmm. and so I had to learn to speak kinder to myself to differentiate ego to know Mm -hmm. when that's speaking um just things like that so Mm -hmm. shifting my inner dialogue yeah I think this is so crucial and a lot of people like even we all probably underestimate it so much because we think that our actions matter the most so like as soon as like we are going to eat good food but it doesn't matter what we say to ourselves like everything is going to be fine but actually everything starts up there in the brain and it's so important like what words we choose to ourselves because words are like so so powerful it's not just like a word that we say or like think and even thoughts are like so powerful to like shifting your mindset shifting your thoughts and your words the way you speak to yourself is like step number one that I would always like yeah also recommend to people so what was your next step then yeah yeah (laughs) so my next step was I so I worked on that for quite a while I'd Mm -hmm. say just beginning with shifting my self-talk because Mm -hmm. I worked on physical recovery about mid 2018 mm-hmm. and that's when I had my spiritual awakening as well so things really began to shift from there and in terms of food and loving accepting my body it really was about shifting my actions once my mind changed and making sure my actions were aligned with that so mm-hmm. I got rid of the scale that was one no that's, more weighing myself yeah, really that good. was a power move yeah um deleted all those apps that I used to track all mm-hmm. those food with I, I I challenged then I challenged myself to things like eating that cookie that was in our our pantry mm-hmm. and that that's always like so hard the first time you are yeah. challenging yourself to eat that cookie when for years you're restricted yeah. Yeah. but I had to challenge myself that's the only way to heal mm-hmm. you have to challenge yourself so eating that cookie for the first time mm-hmm. again or before like when I was struggling with my eating disorder I didn't even eat home-cooked food I only ate what I made so Mm -hmm. eating my grandma's home-cooked meals Mm -hmm. challenging myself to that and instead of eating quarter of an avocado all day challenging Mm -hmm. myself to half an avocado just because I like uh, I love avocado avocado's awesome yeah yeah, allowing that and it was one step at a time one Mm -hmm. challenge Mm -hmm. at a time that's beautiful yeah especially when you mentioned like eating your grandma's food it's like so sad to hear when like people don't do those things anymore because they have like inner struggles but yeah Yeah. everyone has to go through certain things to realize what they actually want to receive in life how did it make you feel like the first few things that you were like eating more that you were like changing what yourself um but you still have like a lot of fear or how um were you like perceiving all these next steps yeah fear definitely came up Mm -hmm. but each time I faced the fear I overcame it a bit more Mm -hmm. so it was yeah challenging to like eat that first cookie but I took myself through the self-talk and Mm -hmm. I really worked on separating my worth from my Mm -hmm. body and how much I weighed like numbers and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff and I think yeah for everyone listening here like if you are struggling through and eat like eating or eating disorders it takes time to heal mm-hmm. and as you may know like it really yeah. just takes time and over time yeah. you get more comfortable with 
eating foods you like without feeling guilty mm-hmm. or it just takes a lot of time and yeah. effort but it's possible to heal and recover and so worth taking the next yeah. step yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. um were you like aware that your body is going to change and how like did that make you feel yeah well at first i didn't even intentionally try to gain weight mm-hmm. i intuitively knew that my body needed some extra weight because mm-hmm. i lost my period obviously yeah. and was so cold cold hands and mm-hmm. losing my hair but mm-hmm. I didn't intentionally try to at first because that was my greatest fear, gaining mm-hmm. weight. Mm-hmm. But then I, the more I, when I traveled, like travel was a blessing. It, I just gained weight um, and challenging myself to eating new foods that helped me to mm-hmm. gain weight healthily. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like talk to your family about it today? Or like, did you ever like say what you struggled with back then or they still kind of don't know? I've told them. Yeah. 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 And they told me that they knew I had to go through this journey myself. Mm-hmm. So they were there yeah. to support me, but left me to like my own healing. Wow. And I'm grateful. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't think my parents would have ever understood it or like done it that way. That's really good, actually. I think that's really powerful of them to like let go and surrender, like let you do your own thing. Like even though you're like a very child and they love you, obviously. But yeah, that's a really powerful step, I think, as a parenting to like let go the child to do and experience their own journey whatever they have to go through yeah, yeah that's a are your parents like spiritual or do they believe into like letting go or like surrendering <laughs> um yeah that's a good question i wouldn't say to that extent my mm-hmm. mom is slightly spiritual but that's yeah. about it yeah okay that's really interesting though um how how um did it make you feel the first time when you noticed that you like physically have gained weight or like that obviously something must have changed in your body after like eating normally again yeah, yeah. it so the the big ch- <laughs> <laughs> so the first big sign that mm-hmm. i discovered that I had gained weight was not fitting into my clothes anymore mm-hmm. so certain jeans didn't yeah. fit anymore yeah. and I remember at first I was like damn it I gained weight I should lose weight that was mm-hmm. the first okay. talk my ego was saying yeah. but then I took myself to the mirror and I just looked at myself and I said you know what Jasmine you are beautiful now you mm-hmm. are more confident now yeah. um, and you're you're on the right path like you don't need to lose weight you mm-hmm. are fine Mm-hmm. Um, so just taking myself again through that self-talk yeah. if I got triggered and then at getting rid of those clothes like letting them go mm-hmm. instead of forcing mm-hmm. myself to lose weight and fit into it mm-hmm. I just got rid of them and that was another power move that is a really powerful move and especially like being able to like look at yourself and like tell yourself that you're still good enough that you're yeah. still worthy I just got goosebumps when you said it oh, yeah that's like yeah. really powerful to like really step in front of the mirror confront yourself with like what you actually see what actually is the truth but like because we're like always so worthy of like the way we actually are yeah. um and then did you like continue um, with like just letting go and like eating more or like how did you um, how did your journey continue? Yeah, so it was really based on intuition mm-hmm. and eating when I felt hungry and mm-hmm. stopping when I'm full and satisfied. So listening mm-hmm. to my intuition was a practice I did daily, which has allowed it to become very strong. And I'm now mm-hmm. really, really intuitive with my body and the food. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, listening practicing listening to my intuition mm-hmm. that that was the next step that yeah. followed yeah did you also like incorporate uh, physical exercises at some point or like even back then when you were like struggling or did you always just like 
were happy with um yeah just like eating or did you do like any workouts or what were you doing yeah when I was I experienced exercise addiction at one point on my journey too like I felt so guilty I just was filled with guilt and shame and Mm -hmm. I felt so guilty if I missed a day of gym back Mm -hmm. when I was 18 that was like 18 years old and so so that was was also at the same time when you were like uh, restricting your food right yes okay Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and obsessed with getting high grades and just Mm -hmm. yeah it was very low point in my life Mm -hmm. and then when I went traveling I didn't really have a lot of access to gyms so Mm -hmm. I didn't really exercise apart from walking walking oh my god and hiking yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel you (laughs) yeah so I did that and then for a big chunk of my recovery I didn't intentionally work out a lot because my Mm -hmm. body was so thin I knew I Mm -hmm. needed to allow it to um, rest a mm-hmm. bit more so I could yeah. get my period back and yeah. all of that yeah yeah when or like how exactly if you remember did you get your period back like what was the shifting point eating increasing fats I think it was mm-hmm. yeah just eating more food eating more food yeah. yeah yeah how do you manage it today like how do you um would you say you eat or what is your habit at the moment uh, in intuitive uh, intu- uh, what is it intuitive, intuitive eating <laughs> intuitive eating yeah Yeah. so no more rules no more like I have to eat breakfast at eight o'clock and dinner by five Mm o'clock I used to be super strict Mm -hmm. just whenever I want uh wherever I want Mm -hmm. um eat when I'm hungry stop when I'm full no strict rules did you ever get to a point in your journey where you felt like you were not happy with your change or were you like okay I think I want to go back again or were you like ever having these thoughts of like you maybe regret that you like gave up your rules or your restrictions or something oh um I don't think I felt regret for not following those rules but Mm -hmm. definitely I have been triggered at certain Mm -hmm. times with past behaviors Mm -hmm. or at times I've been challenged to like not count my food anymore like Mm -hmm. the calories or not check the scale or not mm-hmm. look at myself in the mirror 10 times a day like I've been triggered a lot yeah. and it was all part it's all part of the healing journey mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. learning to overcome them and yeah. not go back to the old patterns of course yeah do you remember how many calories you were eating back then oh it was really low I, like in the <laughs> hundreds oh which wow is insane and I, yeah. I feel like oh, I don't even know if I want to say it because like yeah. someone listening it yeah it's, it was really low I remember. Yeah, yeah yeah I think it's just like sometimes helpful to like mention numbers because people think like oh like this person like is saying I don't know like a different number like minus like 100 higher so like I'm good mm-hmm. you know what I mean so sometimes I do find it helpful to mention numbers to like give ideas of like what's actually most likely not enough for any human being like even children yeah. and kids like need more than that yeah, so right. like food is fuel it's like so so important um yeah. What were your, like, biggest um, benefits or, like, changes that you went through, like, mentally, physically, spiritually um, on your waking journey? So, definitely Mm self-acceptance, self-love. That was a big one. Feeling, I I tapped back into my feminine energy. I was Mm -hmm. very, very masculine. So, Mm -hmm. my feminine came out again. I started to, yeah, feel, like, womanly and of course we all define that differently but Mm -hmm. I have curves now and like some fat Mm -hmm. around my stomach and it feels like one day I want to have children and I Mm -hmm. know that if 
I continued down the path of my eating disorder, yeah. I probably would be infertile. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I feel womanly in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm probably really fertile and I could mm-hmm. have children if I want, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, of course. Not yet, but one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I think by tapping back into my feminine, learning self-love, mm-hmm. I could manifest better things in my life because mm-hmm. I felt enough yeah. and worthy and that's yeah. reflected in all other areas of our life. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What about um, health benefits or like health changes that you went through? Because uh, you were like oh, mentioning yes. that you felt cold back then and yeah. your hair loss journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So no more cold hands all the mm-hmm. time. My hair started to grow back and become healthy again. Mm-hmm. My period's back to normal, yeah. regular. Um, just feeling yeah energy having energy throughout mm-hmm. the day and not relying on coffee or anything like that mm-hmm. yeah I'd say those were you like more tired back then or like you needed more naps and everything yeah just weak I was yeah weak. yeah I mean which makes sense because like food is like your energy to like yeah. help you to go get going like through the day so yeah food is yeah. like definitely so important and not like just an apple like a quarter of an avocado a day yeah. there's like so much more to it yeah. um if someone is like listening right now and it's like wondering like oh i feel like i'm like a jasmine 16 year, year old girl point and like i want to change something but like i don't know where to start or like what to do and i am struggling with like admitting it to myself um what do you think would be like a good advice to give yeah um, I would say begin with reading books, mm-hmm. books like Mastering Your Inner Mean Girl. Some books can be very life-changing, so mm-hmm. commit yourself to reading a book on self-growth, self-love, mm-hmm. and yeah. begin taking different actions based on so shifting your mindset, so change your inner dialogue. Yeah. When you look into the mirror, just know that the things you say to yourself that are harsh like you don't look good today you're not enough Mm -hmm. like lose some weight it's not true that's Mm -hmm. your inner critic or the ego and it's always gonna be there it's never gonna disappear it's just like about like how to manage it and like how to react to these thoughts yeah because like we're all gonna like wake up one morning and be like oh i like look shit today and it's gonna be okay to think that way but like it's about how we like receive these thoughts and like how we react to them yeah exactly so (laughs) shifting your inner dialogue and then doing things differently like get rid of the scale if there's one in the house Mm -hmm. or delete those apps Mm -hmm. that make you track your calories things like that that are game changers and letting go of clothes that don't fit you buying new clothes that actually fit you things like that are also good action steps to take as well absolutely begin there like i think it can be quite overwhelming right Mm -hmm. so many things you can do but one step at a time one different thought one Mm -hmm. different action begins from there absolutely when did you know um when to stop because you would think that like okay now i'm eating like more food like there is probably like also a certain moment where i'm like gaining too much weight and like how do you know like where to stop and like when it's actually enough and how to like balance a healthy eating again yeah that's a really great question um intuition so mm-hmm. always listening to your intuition when you want to eat yeah. when to stop uh, seeking help i don't forget to seek help mm-hmm. whether it's a therapist or a coach yeah. someone support is key on the healing Absolutely. journey they yeah. can help you 
as yeah. well you don't have to go through it yourself yeah. that's so important to know yeah. so most people who like hear the word intuitive eating they have the feeling that as soon as they start eating intuitively they're gonna eat like burgers and pastas and fries all day long because like that's what like their inner ego is like craving the most especially when you're restricting how do you um define intuitive eating yourself or like how do you actually step into like a healthy intuitive eating instead of like eating waffles and fries all day long yeah 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 so i would say always ask yourself the question what would someone who loves themselves do mm -hmm. and then your body will also know so maybe your body craves something like heavy and dense maybe you don't mm -hmm. you don't have to go for the burger from mcdonald's because you know that mm -hmm. is something that isn't going to actually leave you feeling good it's not mm -hmm. like the best energy yeah. so maybe you can go for something else that's dense yeah. um, like some sort of avocado smoothie or mm -hmm. something that is quote-unquote heavier but actually good for you mm -hmm. so you or even know. like a healthy version of a burger like make it yeah. at home with like yeah. a whole wheat bun or something yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and remind yourself also that there is more than enough to go around there's always more than enough food yeah. for you mm -hmm. because like i think the binge eating happens or eating like fatty foods mm -hmm. happens when we feel like we're living in lack or there's not mm -hmm. enough to go around yeah and your body's in some survival mode yeah um so just taking yourself through that self-talk as well yeah. and choosing what is gonna leave you feeling good but also what you want as well and just mm -hmm. balance it out yeah 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 What do you personally do if you like really crave something super junky and dirty? Do you like actually leave it out or you like allow sometimes to eat like really not amazing foods? <laughs> I allow it for sure because yeah. also I think the more you completely restrict yeah. all junk food, the Absolutely. more you're gonna crave it and like you might binge yeah. on it. So I definitely allow mm -hmm. it. I actually just had something like literally before you came. <laughs> What did you this, have? Um, like vegan banoffee pie from mm -hmm. the sloth. Yeah. You know oh, the sloth oh. is so good. Yeah. Everyone who has been to Chango, the sloth yeah. is amazing. I know. It's like a vegan banoffee pie yeah. and just enjoyed it. Like no yeah. guilt. Like I just, yeah. I want it. I'm gonna have yeah. it and I mainly I eat nourishing foods most yeah. of the time so I'm gonna have it yeah <laughs> I think that's that's like a really big point to mention like it's not about like never having that junky burger it's not about like never having that sugary cookie it's about having a healthy balance of like eating nourishing and like whole foods most of the time yeah. and then it's like absolutely normal to have like a cookie a pie a cake or whatever it is like because if you're gonna like restrict yourself if you're gonna be like okay i'm never gonna eat that because it's not good for me it's like with saturated fats or whatever then your body is like gonna especially your mind is like gonna crave it more and more you're gonna yes. be like when am i gonna get this burger mm -hmm. i really want to have it so yeah never like um restrict yourself like a hundred percent on something because that's not gonna be leading to a healthy food relationship either yeah yeah for sure for and sure. just like allow everything but obviously like not overeating on chunky foods or something yeah. yeah yeah how do you think your food relationship is now it's wonderful yeah and i'm very very grateful mm -hmm. and again it's taken years yeah. so it's taken time but mm -hmm. yeah i'm very grateful and i just think being surrounded by supportive people helps a lot as well yeah absolutely yeah and not being afraid to seek help mm -hmm. those things Yeah, definitely were a big factor in my healing journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think like talking to other people is also so helpful. And sometimes we're afraid to like talk to close friends or family because they know us and they might have like an opinion that actually matters to us. Yeah, it's so, like talking to someone who's like maybe not related to you at all, who doesn't even know who you are. Yeah, it's 
so much easier to like actually let go of your actual and real thoughts yeah 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 did you like ever talk uh, back then to like some people that you didn't know or what was easiest for you to like share your journey with i think honestly like because i was doing youtube i started to sh open up about this mm -hmm. journey this recovery journey online mm -hmm. and that was therapeutic in a way yeah of course just sharing it with the world and people online mm -hmm. and it kept me accountable which was yeah. the main thing yeah and i think vulnerability connects us all as well so. yeah did you ever get like really negative comments that like threw you back or like were you that actually affected you no no not in terms of my body or anything yeah. um yeah that's for sure which is and i have a wonderful community which is mm -hmm. amazing as well so yeah. thankfully yeah yeah what are your goals now like mentally and physically oh my <laughs> goal to to feel healthy in my body like it's mm -hmm. for me it's all about how i feel so feeling yeah. good making sure my body's thriving yeah. and i do go to the gym often now because mm -hmm. like my periods regular all of that my health is back so mm -hmm. i can go to the gym and something i've come to own recently mm -hmm. is like being unapologetic about still wanting to work on your body but not mm -hmm. be attached to it so for mm -hmm. example like I'm working on my booty I want to grow my booty <laughs> but like now the difference compared to before is I'm not relying my self-worth on it yeah and absolutely. I'm not gonna yeah engage yeah. in behaviors that aren't good for me just to get a booty yeah it's just something I want to do for me it's yeah. self-love yeah and some yeah. grow my booty <laughs> yeah that's beautiful yeah. are you gonna like change anything about your diet or are you like happy with the way it is I'm happy, yeah. yeah. I'm not someone that I, I just doesn't interest me too much, like mm -hmm. the different macros and all that. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. My my husband does like health stuff, so like yeah. he he will like tell me like what exercises to do, but mm -hmm. food I don't doesn't matter to me. That's beautiful. That's yeah. really powerful too. <laughs> <laughs> do you have like anything else to share that you want to like maybe impact some people on? Because like I'm sure there are a lot of girls listening who are like maybe in a vulnerable state or like maybe wanting to change something about themselves who are like in a not so good position or just like need some advice yeah yeah, yeah. i would say i just want to remind you that you are enough mm -hmm. and what i've discovered through coaching a lot of my own clients as well mm -hmm. is most of the time the root cause of a lot of our quote-unquote issues like mm -hmm. eating disorders comes from feeling not good enough within yeah. that's like the root cause so yeah. Just know that you are enough mm -hmm. and stop looking for reasons to prove to yourself that you're not enough. Whether like someone left you or the number on the scale, whatever it is, yeah. those things are just your brain trying to prove a certain belief to you. Mm -hmm. But that belief, you're not good enough, isn't true. You weren't yeah. born with that. Mm -hmm. you, you weren't. So yeah. the truth is you're enough and start looking for evidence to prove that to you. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the most important things you can do to yeah. prove the positive beliefs to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's a really beautiful statement for the end. <laughs> that was you really beautiful. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, where can people find you? Oh, so my <laughs> Instagram is at Jasmine Lipska and mm -hmm. my website is the same jasminelipska.com. Mm -hmm. You can find lots more resources there. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the name of your podcast because i'm sure a lot of people would also be interested to like go even uh, deeper in your journey and like know yeah. exactly how you healed and everything so it's the jasmine lipska podcast okay <laughs> <laughs> very creative <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I so love yeah, it though. Yeah. You find me there as well. Yeah. <laughs> and even though you're like not active on YouTube anymore, I'm like sure some people would still love to like check out your old videos oh, and yeah. like see what exactly you went for in your traveling videos as yeah. well. <laughs> If someone has like really big wanderlust right now, because yeah. like traveling is not really possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's like active on many, many platforms. Thank you so much for your time and your energy. Thanks for sharing your vulnerability and your story. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it too. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. Good day. <laughs>